This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 1, Dagenham and Redbridge 0. And I think it's important that I set the context of this match before I talk about it in any detail because there's a real danger I'll mislead you when I go through the events of the match. It's important to remember how good a result this is because, quite frankly, uh, there were areas of concern and if I just go through those, you could get an unrealistically negative view of this match. Because the fact of the matter is, the context, Dagenham and Redbridge were not just top of the league, they had a sensational finish to last season, and they were actually in the best form of any professional team in the UK coming into this match. Their last 16 matches, they'd won 12 and drawn 3. They were absolutely on fire. Nobody had stopped them from scoring a goal until deep into last season. They are a terrific attacking team. And not only do we beat them, which is fantastic, not only do we keep a clean sheet against them, which, as I said, is striking, in the first half, we utterly dominated them. In fact, I know this is a bit of an out-there idea, but in an odd sort of way, I think our domination and excellence in the first half, and I'm not using that word lightly, was part of why we had a struggle. I've seen pretty much all Dagenham's games this season. They are extremely attack-minded. They commit players to attack wildly, and they overwhelm teams. The wing-backs charge up the pitch. The defence is left quite exposed as a result. They basically play three at the back with a holding midfielder and the wing-backs have licence to attack. They're not really full-backs at all. Uh, the rest of the team do as well. And as a result, Dagenham have tended to let goals in this season, but they've tended also to outscore their opposition because they have such goal power going forwards. Well, that's the first time this season that I've seen Dagenham look like they did against us. In that first half, they couldn't get the ball. They could not cross the halfway line. We utterly dominated them. And ironically, I think that's why we didn't make many chances in that first half, because Dagenham weren't able to get at us, weren't able to commit players forwards. Those wing-backs weren't able to get into our half. And as a result of that, for the first time this season, the first time in a long time, Dagenham had to actually defend their penalty area and sit deep. And as a result, we had this peculiar first half where you, you couldn't help but feel, as a Wrexham fan, that this was fabulous because we were absolutely dominating, completely outplaying a team that were top of the league. And yet, actually, as the half were on, the realisation dawned that we actually hadn't made any chances. And I'm not exaggerating. We didn't make chances in the first half. We scored through an early screamer, and then that was kind of it. And Dagenham's only carefree attacking moments, I would argue, came in the opening 20 seconds. They tore forwards from the, t to the kickoff and had a shot on goal, which didn't really matter because the flag went up against Paul McCallum. But it was the only time in the first half they really poured players into the box in interesting areas and, and swarmed us and overloaded us. And it would have been offside anyway if it had gone in. After that, it was just all Wrexham in the remarkably one-sided half. And our first effort on goal, proper effort on goal at least, was the winning goal. Eight minutes in. Uh, absolute textbook example of the sort of football we've been looking to play this season. Toza at the back gets the ball. He's looking to play the vertical pass to, to, go, to 
quickly get into midfield. He feeds jo James Jones, who really, if you can watch that video, it's nice movement by Jones. He, he just drops off to find himself space and make sure no one's picking him up. Dagnum are markings only in midfield. And he, having done that, turns and sees how far he can get beyond the Dagenham midfielders without them trying to pick him up. And he finds a nice little pocket of space right in Tozer's eye line. Tozer plays that direct pass to him. Jones then does the same thing. He gets his head up and looks to play it quickly on to a forward. He finds Mullen. Wrexham gone from back to the front without any real difficulty, any real pressure from Dagenham. Darren McMahon must have been tearing his hair out and Mullen gets the ball edge of the area, right at the D, shifts it onto his left foot and curls an absolutely beautiful shot over the keeper and inside the left post. An absolute beauty. Easton, that's not big problem, Justin, the keeper, couldn't move. He's helpless. A magnificent finish. Elliot Johnson, the centre-back, as I said, in actually the commentary uh, on the match itself, in a little way is unlucky. Generally, when you give a guy half a yard on the edge of the area in the National League, you're going to get away with it. But Mullen's not a National League striker. He's much better than that. And having given him just that little glimpse, that little moment to set himself, Johnson was punished. To be fair to Dagnum, they did come back uh, and make their one half chance of the half. It wasn't the most dramatic thing, in all honesty. McCallum knocking the ball out down into the box where Hayden was, was caught out and as a result a tackle was needed by Jones it was a good piece of work by Jones to cover but the ball came out to Villette and the wing back on the edge of the area slashed wildly off balance at it and put it a long way off target and then Wrexham was straight back at Dagenham although as I said this would be a constant stream of possession Wrexham constantly in the Dagenham half didn't really make many chances. There was a, a long throw from Tozer which ended up on the right hand side, the opposite side of where the throw was. Hayden did tremendously to burst down the right and sweep across to the far post and Tozer charging in from his throw-in was just beaten to it uh, at the far post close range. The corner itself was swung in by Young. Tozer flicked it on and Lennon was unlucky. He just arrived a little bit too early, it dropped behind him. A difficult finish six yards out stretching backwards and he could only clip it over the bar he claimed that there was a, a touch from a defender on that and the referee didn't agree and there was also a shout uh, by Mullen for a penalty for handball a good burst by him down the right channel hit a fierce shot a defender blocked it firstly he was close to him secondly having looked back at the footage not totally convinced it hit his arm and if it did his arm looked to be in tight so again not that much really to be reporting is there and then one final opportunity that Wrexham carved out in the half came from a clever short Luke Young free kick uh, McAlinden sweeping the ball into the box for Mullen and Mullen running onto it drove it over from about 15 yards out fairly high over the bar sort of thing he likes driving into those channels it was nice play by McAlinden though who initially lost the ball and then slid in superbly to win it back from right McAlinden making his first start for Wrexham in midfield and he looked impressive so half time Wrexham absolutely battering Dagenham but not actually making opportunities and the second half was different now Darren McMahon for a start reacted to the fact that his team had completely failed to function in the first half he made an alteration the key one and this was weird and uncanny was he switched his right wing back Reese Weston 
to the left. He is left-footed naturally. So, as a result, the uncanny thing was that we suddenly found ourselves going back a few months to last season. You may remember last season, Dagenham came to the race course, we dominated them, we were 2-0 up, and then he made a double change. Weston came on on the left, and McCallum came on in the middle, and they completely swung the game around. Weston just kept tearing down the left-hand side and swinging crosses, and ultimately it came off, and in the 96th minute, they completed a comeback and got a, an equaliser from a Western cross. Well, this was so similar. Western, in familiar territory, just started tearing past Wrexham's defence again. French was beaten fairly often by him. I had a lot of sympathy for French, though. He was left rather exposed um, by Wrexham's shape. So he often was one-on-one -on -one with him. And McCallum kept betting on the end of things. Luckily for Wrexham, he couldn't actually finish anything off. But Dagnum did start pretty quickly uh, in the early moments of the half Walker had an opportunity it started off uh, when the ball was swept down the, the right hand side by Sagaf Toza beat Walker to it but rather headed it up in the end and Walker did well to pick up on the right corner of the box cut inside drill across across the face of goal but McCallum at the far post sliding in couldn't quite reach it. I think Hayden did quite well as well to marshal him away and just make sure that he was between man and ball. But the pressure continued. Villette with a nice little pass to Weston on the left-hand side. He drove round the back of the defence, pulled a lovely ball back, and in all honesty, Robinson should have scored, attacking it about 15 yards out, central position, no pressure on him, and he leaned back and he slashed it into the covering of on the cop. Um, really awful finish, should have done a lot better. Now, to be fair, Wrexham responded to this, a slow start to the half, and actually, in the sort of 10 minutes, 15 minutes between the 50th and the 65th minute, we made most of our chances. Uh, firstly, Young swinging in a corner, which was cleared back to him. He drove back in a wonderful cross into the six-yard box. It flashed across there. Ponticelli and Lennon, were attacking it at the near post, couldn't quite reach it. And then at the far post, Hayden lunging had an open goal, and he was just a fraction short of making contact and scoring. Wrexham also nearly got a bizarre goal when a, a short goal kick went horribly wrong, and, and Mullen was able to get right up into the grill of Justum. It's certainly hard to tell whether Justum's clearance actually hit Mullen and ricocheted wide, or if it was a cute change of direction by the keeper sweeping a pass out there. Either way, there was inches from Mullen getting a meaningful deflection, and it was right under the bar, so any proper contact, and that would have been a goal to Mullen. And then there was a long throw by Toza, hurled in. Hayden attacked it aggressively. It would have been a heck of a chance if he'd made contact. He couldn't quite reach it. It bounced through and bounced in the goal mouth, and as we all know, when there's a long throw, dangerous when it bounces. And again, frustratingly, nobody could get on the end of it. However, the last 20 minutes saw Dagenham start to make their own chances. And, well, in the 20th minute came a real let-off for Wrexham. Johnson driving forwards, finding Weston again on the left-hand side. He swept over a fine cross at the far post. McCallum rising at close range, nodded it down back across Linton, the perfect header, and Linton came up with the most superb save, somehow ducking to his right and scooping the ball back up. It fell straight for a Dagenham player who had a simple nod in from a yard out, but Toza had torn back with him and managed to get a touch and deflect it around the post for a corner. A remarkable let-off for Wrexham, and there was more danger to come. The corner 
was swept in. Hayden initially got on the end of McCallum's nod down to clear, but Saunders attacked it on the edge of the box, and the substitute, again, for poor body shape, slashed it well over the bar from an advantageous position. Wrexham started to make alterations. Ponticelli, who's put in a good shift, was replaced by Angus. Soon Wrexham would also uh, be making an enforced change at the back. Cleworth coming on for Lennon. Let's hope it was just cramp and not a muscular problem. The way he went down looked worrying. The way he was treated suggested maybe it was cramp and it was just a it's another step forward in his, his journey back to full fitness. I've got to say, lovely piece of sneaky professionalism by Lennon, who pulled up after doing well defensively to put the ball out for a corner and ended up sliding off the pitch. Knew he was not going to be able to carry on. But he managed to, in the manner of a dog... Well, did they have worms, dogs, if they slide on their backsides? I don't know. But anyway, I want to say this anyway. In the manner of a dog, with worms, he slid back onto the pitch so that he had to be treated. Dagnum and Redbridge's players were furious with the referee for allowing this stunt to be done. And, of course, Lennon was showing excellent forethought because, although I think I suspect he knew he was going to have to go off, the, the period of treatment had two effects... One of them was it allowed Wrexham time to get Max Cleverth ready, and the other was that it meant Cleverth could come on and defend the corner. Obviously, if Lennon had been cheated off the pitch, the corner had been played in before Cleverth had come on. So, crafty work by Lennon, Wrexham dealt with the danger. And also had another promising moment when Villette was caught in possession by McElinden again. He surged down the middle, played Mullen in on the right channel. You wondered if he might have pulled the trigger again, but instead he pulled the ball back across the face of goal and Angus at the far post was just short of a tapping. However, although Wrexham were making more chances, they certainly weren't dominating like they had been. A ball into the area found Walker uh, from Robinson and he did nicely to, to take the ball in his stride, but then failed to sort out his feet and just toe-poked the ball a long way wide of the post. Should have done a lot better than that. McElinden, who ran himself into the ground, was replaced by David Jones as a defensive measure in midfield. We'd started unusually this season with a bit of a midfield triangle. Two holders, or well, two central players in Young and Jones, that's why. <laughs> forgot for a second. McElinden in front of them. And then that, that pyramid was flipped with David Jones dropping in behind those two midfielders. And Jones, of course, got sent off a week earlier when he was brought on to do the same job. And he certainly, when he's brought on in these situations, does lunge in with the odd wild challenge. A bit lucky not to have picked up a yellow in this match. But having said that, he also at times showed real composure on the ball. The substitution worked nicely. Um, but... It may have worked nicely, but there were still two more big chances for Dagenham to come. Weston, again, surging down the left, putting a perfect cross into the far post. McCallum, six yards out, free header, had to score, planted the ball against the bar and it skimmed over. He couldn't believe it, his head in his hands. I couldn't believe it a couple of minutes later when Mar brought him off. McCallum might well have been missing glorious chances from close range, but he was getting in there and on the end of Weston's crosses and... To be frank, Weston's crosses stopped causing problems then because the big target man wasn't in there. But that wasn't the end of it for Wrexham because in the 94th minute came an incredible let-off. The ball coming into the area. A, a real opportunity for the substitute Watson to finish. I beg your pardon, Wilson. Uh, but 
he was denied as he drove the ball in from just outside the six-yard box by a magnificent lunging block by Plowerth, who just got at full stretches toe to it to deflect it narrowly wide of the left post. Even Lainton would have had no chance of this one. It was a glorious chance, looked certain to be a goal, and Clowell saved the day. Fantastic stuff from the young defender, and Wrexham dug in. Survived a little nervous moment right at the end of the added time when David Jones got in Clowell's way on the edge of the box, but the youngster was able to smuggle it clear, and the win was, was gained. So I think you can see now why I wanted to put the context in. An awful lot of that game was dagging and missing chances, and yeah, it, it could have turned out much differently. The, you know, they hit, they hit the bar, Lainton made an incredible save, and then the rebound was an incredible <laughs> clearance off the line by Toza. They had that chance at the end, which looked, for all money, like it was going to be a goal. You know, there was real chance after chance for them. And yes, despite all that, the truth is, Wrexham deserved the win. First half, dominated. Terrific performance. Second half, not so good. But there were still some good elements. I mean, I, I, I'd still worry about how we defending balls coming into the box. I think that seems to be a little bit of a vulnerability. But having said that, I, I wouldn't say we defended too deep. Maybe the midfield did a bit when we started to drop off last 20 minutes, but the back line was good. The back line was, was fairly high. Even when the Dagenham had the ball in midfield in our half, we were holding the line outside the box and trying to congest space. It's just that Dagenham were able to work those little pockets of space in the middle of the pitch and get around the side. Um, but the actual defensive line was good. We weren't dropping back on ourselves, and we did have some threat breaking away and going forwards. Looking at individual performances, well, I mean, just as we will be frustrated not to have made so many chances, Dagenham, I think, have got to be disappointed that, yes, Lington made an amazing save, but that was the only save he had to make, really, apart from a couple of missed headshots that dribbled to him. Uh, but huge credit to Lington for that remarkable save. It really was wonderful. And if they scored 20 minutes left, that game could have turned nasty for Wrexham. At the back, Hayden was a beast. Absolutely fantastic won so much as physicality as something else had a couple of great surges down the right hand side as well just to remind us that actually when he was breaking through he was often used as a wing back and he has that capacity to drive forwards although clearly centre back is his thing absolutely terrific performance by him my man of the match in the middle Tozer again was strong and reliable and passed the ball out well made that key clearance off the line Lennon is a class act ooh I want to see him when he's really up and running. I do hope we get him to a point where we don't have to worry about his fitness because he is a quality defender. And a few times his pace again got him back there and enabled him to catch up quick strikers. His passing of the ball is good. His decision-making is good. Lennon is a quality player that we need to get 100% fit. We'll get great benefit from him then. The wing-backs... French had an excellent first half driving forwards and causing issues. Very much a, a game of two halves of the wing-backs. French driving on in the first half, very much an attacker in the second half, having to defend. And OK, I mean, let, let's be frank, he did have a pretty torrid time against Weston. I'm not inclined to fully blame him. Naturally, the wing-back system can leave your wing-backs exposed. And I think that's what happened. We left him one-on-one -on -one against Weston too often. Now, Weston exploited that. Weston is a good winger. He is good at getting around the outside of people when he's playing on the left and putting crosses in. Like I said, he showed it last season. So I'm reluctant to be 
totally pointing the finger at French for the fact that Weston got on top of things there. Um, on the left-hand side, Records, for me, pushed Hayden hard for the man of the match call. Again, doing well going forward to the first half, but really aggressive in the second half. Sometimes, I, I, I'll admit, I, I question his decision-making a little. Not this time. This time, spot on. Really, really impressive. Uh, and on occasions, it was notable to see him actually talking players through situations, calming players down, good leadership. I was very impressed by Records. In midfield... James Jones, I continue to have my man crush on James Jones. It's just notable how many important moments go through him or are halted by him, depending on who's got the ball. You know, the assist for the goal is just typical of him. He's not flashy. He's not frilly. He doesn't look for the Hollywood ball. But he, his ability to keep the ball moving progressively and accurately moving the ball forwards is impressive. He makes it look simple. And that's his skill. He's got terrific energy. He keeps going all through the game, breaking things up. And he made a few important foot-ins as well in this match to stop Dagenham when they were breaking. I do like him. Uh, he's, he's in some ways a bit of an unsung hero, but he's impressive. And similar in a lot of ways to Young, who I was astonished to see some people on social media are doubting. Uh, I think Young's had a good start of the season. I, I can't really see how you could see it any other way, if I'm perfectly honest. And again, Young battled worked hard okay on this occasion didn't really do much creatively that caused problems with the opposition but still his presence his energy and his ability to move keep the ball moving is an important part of this team and at McAlinden first start of the season playing in front of those two well first hour absolutely terrific he tired I think but goodness me, he was sparky, he was lively, he was latching onto balls. He has an interesting technique to get the ball back. He slides in from quite a long way out and you think, oh, he's going to get into trouble here. But he actually somehow, I don't know if it was just coincidental, seems to have developed a knack of sliding in from a distance and actually coming through with the ball and then not only winning it, but carrying it forwards. But he was dangerous. He fed Mullen on a number of occasions. It's going to be interesting for us if Jordan Davis comes back because obviously Jordan Davis is a non-negotiable pick in midfield but McAlinden just showed that he can do a very good job linking midfield to attack and then up front, well Ponticelli, hats off to him first start of the season, excellent work rate really complimented Mullen well gave problems with the defenders kept chasing things down had some nice little moments one brilliant piece of skull on the right when he was completely surrounded by defenders and he turned him inside out and dinked a good cross at the far post sadly no chances really fell to him but once again a very good shift was in by Ponticelli he was exhausted by the end you could see that he came off at 20 minutes left but he earns the standing ovation that he got and alongside him Mullen who scored a worldie and not only that is, is a player who can occupy defences on his own he had to work quite hard on his own in that second half after being in the middle of everything in the first and it didn't phase him he just keeps hassling defenders you know he's not going to win many headers in the air against them but my goodness they're not going to get many clean headers in when he's challenging them he just makes life difficult you can see defenders are uncomfortable when the ball's knocked long towards him and that if they let it bounce they're in trouble he's all over them Mullen's a good player isn't he uh, and as for the subs I was pleased of Angus there was some doubt about him actually on the question and answer live stream we did it after the match I, I was very pleased of Angus I thought he made a couple of important tackles he nearly got on the end of an open goal tapping but the ball was just too far ahead of him and uh, when needed he took the game to 
Dagnum on the break, but also he did a lot of work dropping off in front of records when we really were looking to sit back and defend a bit, and he was very diligent in doing that. The other midfielders, David Jones came in and, as I said, had some good moments and some slightly scary moments, but uh, did his job soundly. And then the third substitute was Clareworth, and massive credit to him. I mean, McCallum fancied bullying him and did beat him with a couple of early headers. And then McClareworth beat McCallum in the air, which was deeply impressive. Um, he did very well, and he made that terrific block on the edge six-yard box, which saved a certain goal. So we would be talking about a draw if Clareworth hadn't stretched like that. A terrific win. A performance which led us through a number of different emotions. But who cares? We were playing a team absolutely on fire who were terrific going forwards. Maybe we rode our luck a little bit at the end of the game. But so what? The fact of the matter is we won it. It's a huge three points. And as well, in front of another wonderful crowd who gave support all through the match, loudly and eagerly, the momentum continues to go forwards. With the final score of Wrexham 1, Dagenham Redbridge 0, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.